2: We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com and leave us a question of your own. Here's today's question. Why does my partner treat me like their mother or father? So can I like start with a question here? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. When I hear this question, why does my partner treat me like their mother or father? I just want to make sure like that I'm hearing the question right. Because something is unsettled in me just with the question.
0: So like, if I treated Adam as if he were my mother, reacting to him as I would to her, or assuming things about him that are actually more aligned with her, that would be treating him like my mom.
2: Yeah, and I keep hearing this question. I know we talked about this before we started recording, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I
2: keep hearing this question with its linkage to like acting like their own mother or father. So I I guess I just want to name both sides of that because I don't know exactly. Should we answer both
0: questions? Maybe we could always. We could just answer both questions. Maybe,
2: maybe because I'm I'm sitting here thinking I'm not entirely sure what the 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 listener who sent this question in what what Mm -hmm. they were thinking about right yeah, So well, we don't know mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah yeah we have no way of knowing. So I, I want to hold kind of the possibility for both edges here
0: mm-hmm. So why might mm-hmm. my, yeah, yeah.
2: my partner be treating me the way that they would treat their own mother or father
0: right? I have an idea. I have a spontaneous idea that all our listeners are about to hear. What if we do we do treat me? As if they were my mother and father. And then next episode, uh-huh. we will do, why does my partner act like their mother or father? Yes. I.e., mimicking, mm-hmm. modeling what okay. it was they grew up with. Thank you. Yes?
2: I can. My, my I system love it. can now, a little
0: bit. And now everyone, and that way we get both questions just in case we're misunderstanding. And... All our people out there listening can't wait now for next week's episode because it turns out (laughs) they don't treat their partner like their mom and dad, but their partner does act like their own father. So they're really excited to hear next week now. This is is cool. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good teaser. (laughs) Okay, but so so so
2: why does my partner... Treat me the way that they're treating, that they, they do treat their mother or father. That's kind of how right. we're interpreting the yeah, question yeah. Mm-hmm. for yeah.
0: this episode. Like their mom and de- or dad. Yeah. Right. So why does yeah, my partner it. do this? I have an answer for you. So do I do I. too. Go ahead. Let's all do that. Be- because, because your brain is wearing history colored glasses. Mm-hmm. You are are walking out of your implicit memory system all the time. This is just the way the brain is wired, so there's no part of your conscious mind that is not partially fed by what you already know. And our romantic relationships in our implicit C, our implicit mind, feel very similar to our original caretaker relationships. Like our mom and dad, so of course let me they let me do. have. Of course they do. Well, of course they do because we're
2: talking about intimacy.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like. And what the, was your first intimacy?
2: Your first intimacy is with your your the people who raised you.
0: Of course, of course. And so here's my challenge for you: If you imagine that this episode is not for you because there's no way you ever treat your partner like your mother or father, <laughs> I have news for you. <laughs> you do you do you do (laughs) you You may not be aware that you do but you do when you
2: are behaving badly and and all (laughs) of us every one of us all three of us everybody Mm -hmm. who's trained the three of us like all of us i'm owning it behave badly at times we may not behave badly Mm -hmm. all the time we may have good moments and hopefully 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 we know how to repair really well when we, mm-hmm. when we mess up, when we're having like ruptures in our relationships, when there's mm-hmm. discord, we know the skill of repair. We know how mm-hmm. to, act, how to do that. It doesn't mean we don't F up and it doesn't mean those like young totally. parts of us that are really rebellious
0: mm-hmm. don't
2: show up because mm-hmm. they do just ask Absolutely, our partners. Absolutely
0: ask Adam he will tell you <laughs> James would love to talk about that. <laughs> I we should have that one day on the on the on the cast. Uh-huh. All right. So so this is just the truth. So if in order to get my parents attention early on in my life, right? I had to chase them, then sometimes I might chase my partner like I did my mom.
2: Can I pause us or, there and talk yeah, about the why? Yeah. Because I I think, you know, something I tell a lot of the people I work with, and I know we've talked about this and and I'm not alone in this. Mm -hmm. We marry in many ways people (laughs) who remind us of our parents. And if we're not married, we partner with people or Mm -hmm. find partners who remind us in many ways of the unresolved issues from our youth. Why do we do that? Mm -hmm. Because we can't. We don't remember so much. We don't like hold on to the memories of what went wrong, but we reenact it constantly, trying to replay it so that we can get it right
0: now. Hmm. Hmm. This this brings me to fix it protectors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it might. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's how I think about it. So, think about your system as like there are moments when you're in your integrated brain. Maybe there are 300 days out of the 365, four. How many are in a leap year? Five. Um, so, so. Let's say three hundred of the days, you're totally in your integrated brain. Haha, ha, I laugh if that's actually true for you. You're amazing and a genius and I want to meet you. But let's let's just imagine that's true for a moment. And and that's that's your state, right? And you're um, in in internal family systems, they would call it self-led. In interpersonal neurobiology, which is my core training, we'd call it integrated brain state. We might call it um, a centered. Or uh, curious and calm, relaxed, playful. Um, you could say curious, open, um, accepting, and loving. That would be that would be the mm-hmm. state, right? This is what I'm talking about. So you've got that one. We're going to build a tri-layered system. So there's there's one of one of our layers, and then you also have the wounds, and the wounds know how you will be hurt because they know how you have been hurt. So they're expecting the same thing to happen again. And then you have your protective system. And one part of your protective system, from my view, is a system that wants to fix it. And here's here's what that protector system wants. They are going to look out there and they're going to find the partner, the interaction, the city, the job, that will make all those wounds disappear. So when I'm looking at my partner, and they remind me of my mom, if I can get him to do the thing that mom did not do when I needed her to do so exquisitely, perfectly, it will be like all those wounds never happened. It's really Mm. working so hard to try to solve it without me having to work with love and grief and go through the healing thing. And here is when a fix-it protector will calm down. I'll do it from my perspective. My my fix-it protector will calm down when Jules never feels upset or bad ever again. And that's when I know I found the right partner. Oh, you're screwed. I was just Uh going to say. Right. So can we catch... Our fix-it protectors live in a fantasy that there is such a thing as a perfect partner, a perfect city, a perfect job that's going to be the solution so that we never ever feel triggered or wounded or hurt or anything negative ever again. And if we do, our fix-it protectors are incredibly persistent. They do not give up. They say, you know what the problem is? This is not the right partner. Mm-hmm. You know what the problem is? This is not the right job. You know what the problem is? It's not the right city. This is not the right house. I have not solved it yet. But because sometimes Jules has a better week, I know it is solvable. Because last week, she didn't feel hurt very frequently. And so I know it is solvable. And I just haven't figured out the code yet. All
2: right. So what this <laughs> is reminding me of is a conversation I, I've had with many clients, right? Mm-hmm. Where they'll Mm -hmm. tell me something like, okay, well, so then I don't really know what a healthy, loving
0: relationship looks like. And I say, true, you don't. Right. -hmm. True. True. I don't think we do. I don't think we live in a very relationally healthy, loving society. I don't think we grew up in spaces where we witnessed that a whole lot.
2: No, I think Not most, most of, us, of us most of us don't have much muscle memory of what discord and repair together look like. Instead, mm-hmm. we know oh this feels good or this feels bad. Yeah. But we don't have mm-hmm. much of what is it like when we have a moment of misattunement when one or both of us act really badly. And Mm -hmm. then we come back into our relational selves, when we come back into relational. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's a practice, right? We have Mm -hmm. to practice and practice it, because I think you're right that we don't mm, have a great map, Mm -hmm. right? So when we ask, oh, why does my partner treat me like their mother or their father, right? Or a sibling, maybe. Or an aunt or an uncle that was really influential. Why does my partner keep doing this? Right? It's two reasons. One is because they're reliving how relationship has always felt to them. Yeah. They're doing their side of the dance of how relationship is felt. So they're living out of that implicit memory system and replaying it. And two, their fixit protectors are trying really hard to get you to create a world so fabulous that they won't feel bad anymore. Now that's not going to work, but they—they <laughs> they have a really hard time giving up the fantasy. To—they to, have to go. A fixit protector has to go through the grief that the fantasy isn't real
2: mm-hmm.
0: in order can to the, let go. Can the fixit protector go through that grief? My mine sure do. Okay. Why well, didn't and know every if it was time like role I was to I don't think of it. Oh well, mm, no. I've I've I have had some success with mine personally. Um okay. going ahead and giving up. But it's it was the struggle. They were the last ones to go. And I say mm-hmm. that as if I'm finished healing. Ha ha. <laughs> never. Never. You healing the is a lifelong journey. For me. I love that you
1: right? said location. I was supposed to move to Connecticut i uh-huh. am obsessed with Connecticut since 10th grade because I read a book in 10th grade that took place in Connecticut See? and everything
0: was perfect there. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> our fix and protectors latch on. And by the way, movies, <laughs> books, they make this really hard because it's very realistic sounding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what's with yeah, thinking... my world right now is that Gabe and I don't live in Connecticut.
0: That's the only
2: problem <laughs>
1: we have. It's the only problem you have. Problem you're you you're don't pretty live darn close though. It wouldn't
2: take that well, much. That's
1: <laughs> part of how I ended up here was when I was visiting our friend here. I, I looked at her and said, you know, Connecticut doesn't make as much sense because I don't know anybody there. I know all your friends in Boston. So someday I'm going to move to Boston. There you go. And mm-hmm. There I am. Mm-hmm.
0: But, but like, you still have pain. And that means the problem is you don't live in Connecticut. I think that's absolutely it. You for rather than accepting that pain is part of life <laughs> no, like the the that is a very big grief we have to go through that yeah. actually pain isn't bad mm. that's a very big grief oh i yeah. saw that face yeah i think i think, I think when I it's said really that. important
2: yeah go there Vicky
1: no it was just the realization i like how you phrased yeah. it and it was just an acknowledgement of like yeah we don't i mean i'll just speak for me no i
0: don't want to accept that you don't want to accept that. Of course not. Of course not.
2: Yeah, I am
0: in little bits.
2: Pain mm-hmm. pain is necessary. Mm-hmm. And it's not the only difficult emotion that's necessary. Mm. Right? Like anger. Let's talk about anger for a minute. Because I know mm-hmm. when, when my, I, I call them like my adaptive parts, right? Like when my teenage mm-hmm. self shows up to battle my husband inside of my relationship and I'm no longer a teenager, but I am. Damn sure acting like it, and then his teenager comes out, and we're like two teenagers, and we're getting into our biggest messes, right? And I'm such an mm-hmm. angry, dissenting, radical teenager, right? Mm-hmm. Why is that typically coming out? That anger is usually saying something like, like if I really listen to it and I tune into it and I do my U-turn, and I can like sit with observation and be like, oh, what's happening for me right now, instead of acting on all of that stuff right away. When I look at it, I'm like, oh, there's probably some kind of boundary that was crossed or something that doesn't feel good right Mm -hmm. there. And if I could like look Uh at that and maybe name that, maybe we could actually have a healthy, connected conversation about what doesn't feel good. But if I'm Mm -hmm. not going to do that, I'm just going to keep reenacting that old dynamic because I grew up in a family where nobody ever listened to me. So what am I going to do?
0: I'm going to fight for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh And then by the way, you're treating him like your mother. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. why do we do that? Because that's, we mm-hmm. that's what we know. That's it, you, what like, we know. It's where the brain is highly adaptive. Yes.
2: Thank goodness. It's like, yes. Thank totally. goodness. I just want to like really say that. Like, thank goodness. Because all of those adaptations, and we all have them in different ways. Mm-hmm. They helped us survive and get here. I'm so oh, grateful yeah. for them.
0: Well, and and think about uh, when I say adaptive, I don't just mean in ways we protect each other or ourselves. I mean like everything. Like I grew up here in the states, right? Which means that I was never taught that beetles are food. Correct. So when I ha- mm-hmm. when I see a beetle. I would probably have a retraction in my body. I would go, ew. Uh, Why? Because I was taught that's a bug and bugs are gross. <laughs> but had I been raised somewhere else, I might think the beetle is a delicacy. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the same beetle crawling on a log, I would move towards it and say, yay, dinner. How cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take this to the big chef so that we can have a really special dinner. Right? Mm-hmm. And same beetle. Same beetle. So, how that's how flexible your brain is. If we were born horses, we would walk the first day of our life, but our brain isn't quite as flexy as far as what it can adapt to, right? Mm-hmm. No, our brains are highly, highly, highly flexible. And so, what you learned when we talk about attachment theory, what I think we're actually trying to describe is what did you learn? about how people will respond when there's stress in the relationship. Will they ignore you? Will they go away? Will they hit? Will they yell? Will they be super chaotic? Do they have hyper inconsistent responses? Or are they pretty flexible and, and responsive to you? When you're under stress, now I take that map and I put it on my marriage. I put it on my partnership. I put it on my relationship today. And when you trigger me, we're going to put these concepts together, right? When when I get triggered, woo hoo! Or I don't love that terminology. What I love is when Activated. the when the threads of mm. my implicit see when the threads of the webs that make up my implicit floor get pulled. Ever so gently, by something that happened in my environment, I might imagine that the same thing I've always known you turn away, people turn away when there's stress. And so I chase. Let's imagine that's what I know. And now there's stress, and my partner's sitting there going, I'm right here. I'm in this with you. And I start chasing him even though he's not running away. Oh, I just started treating him like a parent, like one of my parents. And by the way, I'm going to try to get him to reenact it because I want him to reenact it and then fix it in a way he's never fixed it before so that Jules is never in pain again. We're going to wave these concepts together. So when we're asking, oh, why is this happening? Well, because there's no other way for it to go.
2: And I'm even add one more one more step in in your example there Jules. Mm-hmm. You want him to get it right because it's never been fixed in that way before, right? Like there's that wish in there. Mm-hmm. And then the the, the add the addition on there is mm-hmm. and then he'll know and he'll never not know and how to do it again. He'll never
0: not know how to do it ever cuz he did it one time really well. And so now he's going to do it really well forever and always, no matter what else is going on, even when he has the flu. Because he figured it out that one time. Because he figured it out that one time. And it felt good that one time. And oh, by the way, he can't say anything bad tomorrow that has nothing to do with that because that would also discount the perfection that I had last night. And so he's not allowed to do that because now that he knows it, he can actually be perfect all the time.
2: Oh, God. Good luck to him. (laughs)
0: Seriously. And this is why this, this is what we it. do. We do this. This is yeah. what this is all what your us. subconscious this. brain is doing all the time. This is why we're talking about U-turns being so important. And James, I'm it's sorry why I've
2: done this to you.
0: <laughs> I know, sweetheart. <laughs> I love you and I apologize again and again and we'll continue to do that. This is this is why the U-turn is so important and this is why not taking it so personally is so important. Yeah. If you stop yeah. taking it quite so personally, if you see, oh, my partner's wearing some history-colored glasses and they're pretty gnarly-colored history glasses, actually, in this moment, then it's not just about the interaction we're having. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can even inside that interaction start developing a little more compassion for what may be going on in that person. In my and partner.
2: I I think in in our in our offices I don't know that every couple's therapist mm-hmm. functions the way that we do but mm-hmm. I think I can speak for all three of us and this mm-hmm. is why in our offices we will often do deep inner work in the presence mm-hmm. of the partner
0: mm-hmm. yes 100% right
2: because this is this is what we're after we're after mm-hmm. this knowing that that there is this implicit sea of information going on there, that, that there this, mm-hmm. there is something else re- reenacting, replaying, mm-hmm. looking for some well, kind of solution. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. We want to build compassion and we also want to build the capacity to U turn in front of your partner. That's right. And go into your own stuff very purposely, that that mm-hmm. can be a comfortable thing and a safe thing, even though it's also a vulnerable thing.
2: And it's a skill. Mm-hmm. It's a skill it's a that skill we can, and we can it, do so reps make, with, and we can we can learn how to do it well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. It's reps that it's that it's practices that you can put in place and That's step right. by step repeat them again and again and again, and then it just becomes part of how your relationship functions. That's right.
2: It become like if you mm-hmm. do enough reps, you build the muscle memory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what the whole boot camp is too. That is. Yeah, come join us in October. Yeah. hmm All right, let's leave it there.
2: Take care, y'all. Bye-bye.
0: That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio
2: and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at our boot camp.
1: You'll find the next date at com.
0: Did you know you could ask
1: us
2: your question? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom.